Welcome to the JRR Talk Show. I am one of your hosts, Robert Burry. Before we get started, I want to let you know that we are currently up on soundcloud.com slash jrrtalkshow, as well as on facebook.com slash jrrtalkshow. And without further ado, let's get into it. Crocodile man, a witch woman, a guy yeah. that can send himself on fire. Are you blind? <laughs> And she's like, I have nothing. <laughs> oh, people are in line for a popcorn. Hey, third person in line. What kind of popcorn do you want? Yeah. I'm okay. going to quit. I'm All right. Please tell right. my resignation. Rowan, you're a better toilet <laughs> fixer than we <laughs> Um, I mean, the first couple things I guess we can talk about are the newest things that I found the other day that i thought were interesting yeah let's talk about uh this. the first one is disney in 2019 is going to be pulling their stuff from netflix and starting their own streaming service oh i'm in i'm absolutely hands down in yeah, yeah. why is that because at, le- at least movies alone they have enough content if they're really going deep like we're talking about like from the star wars marvel the animated films even like the educational films with donald Duck teaching you math through pool like that alone is weeks, months. I don't even, I can't even fathom how many hours. Like, so is, would this be the like death of the Disney Channel? Do we think that we'd see like Disney Channel move over to the purely streaming service? Well, they haven't said anything about like TV at all, but you would assume that mm-hmm. they would at least take because they really have two channels right now they have Disney Channel and they have Disney XD, which is like a cable channel where you can watch a lot of their like other shows. So it'd be interesting if they had like past like old shows, like if you had, you know, like the Lizzie McGuire's, the, was iCarly or was that, Nint- or was that Nickelodeon? You call that old? I was thinking like Goof Troop and Dark well, I mean, Duck. No, and I mean, I'm talking about that kind of stuff too, but yeah. I'm talking about like, I, I guess I mean more the stuff that isn't on the air currently. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, it'd be interesting if they did that kind of stuff because just like John was saying, you have so much stuff to pull from. You have so much. And then you can even do like, because they still do like Saturday morning cartoon stuff where you have Mickey Mouse Club is still a show mm-hmm. that they make. And, you know, you can watch that on a lot of, you know, Netflix and stuff like that. And like the kids section. Yeah. Right. I'm curious to see if it's a streaming service, if the Disney's like brand has to come with it. Because, we, you know, like Marvel and Star Wars are now technically under the Disney brand, but they don't fall under the same sort of umbrella that Disney has with, you know, the token Disney imagery that they use. Yeah, it would be kind of weird to like be like, all oh, these Disney movies. And then we got Star Wars and, you know, Marvel <laughs> like, movies. Like, okay. But like, does that mean then that is there going to be like Disney brand original content? And is that going to be restricted to the like Disney, like family friendly capitalism or is it going to be like disney star wars marvel but opening up to branch to new like ips and new ideas there's a lot of open-ended questions since it's literally they've only said that they're pulling from netflix and starting their own service and nothing else well it could be Um, interesting because it probably you know with it being disney could make enough revenue with it to probably shut down Disney Channel, just kind of like what you were like alluding to, mm-hmm. just thinking about that and like making those same shows, just throw it on there and honestly probably get way more people watching it because you'd have content that's updating weekly and shows mm-hmm. that have seasons and stuff like that, just like you normally would. I just think it's funny because there's, there's so much backlash against it. 
Oh, I've seen well, online. I think it's, it's like it's like, and I just remember like seeing like you know like I was on Reddit and like everyone's like, oh, this is terrible. Like, oh, good good job. We're gonna go back to our torrents and stuff like that. But then like someone in the in the comments goes, well, I have a four year old child, so they kind of got me by the balls on this. <laughs> <one."> <laughs> well, yeah, basically, that's like that, that's like the thing. That's it's it's so funny seeing this like. Like reverse reaction to everyone being like, why doesn't they just start like their own streaming channel? It'll be totally fine. And now it's to the point where it's like, yeah, hey, you want to watch your five different shows you watch? You have to have five different streaming subscriptions. They all cost a certain amount of money. And guess what? It costs just as much as cable does. And people are like, this is dumb. It's like, yeah, no, that's what was always going to happen, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what was always going to happen. Yeah. I mean, that's just, you know, at this rate, streaming services are just going to continue on the way they are. Yeah. And it's just going to become more diverse. And unfortunately for us, we're going to have to spend a lot more money. <laughs> um, well, and it's just like, the idea of, like, people always getting angry about, like, oh, why do they charge me, you know, extra for this, like, package, and I don't watch 10 of these shows, and I only watch one of them. It's like, yeah, but now the problem is for the reverse people, who it's like, I watch five of these shows in this package, where normally I didn't spend that much, but now I have to describe some five different things to get these five different shows. <laughs> why is it cost so much? It's because you wanted it that way, and everyone complained about it. Right. <laughs> I'd be curious... If Disney follows the Netflix model and does original Disney content, which is like, they just like, oh, you're making a movie or a show? Yeah. We'll buy it and stamp the Disney logo on it and put it on our streaming That's service. True. It'd be interesting because they yeah. have like those uh, animal documentaries that they do every once in a while that are Disney. Because they have like, they had like a, what, there was like a, the, like something a of Africa this summer that came out. Yeah. Totally. So it'd be interesting if they did more stuff like that. Um, I also think that just would open up the competition for those developers, right? Like Netflix definitely has this, like Amazon's trying and it's starting to really pick up now. With, it's got yeah. a few good shows on it, you know, like High, like, yeah. and High Castle. Way and, better than like Hulu. Right. Hulu's all their just all their, shows, all, their, all their shows are <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Yeah. They just yeah. offer a service that the other two don't, which is like, you know, New most website. recent yeah. like TV, you know, days right. after, like pretty fast versus like you know, months or years after sometimes. But, like, right now, Netflix is, like, king for original content. Like, totally. they are oh, just yeah, yeah. totally oh, sharking the, the film festivals. They just... Oh, by far. Yeah, they're crushing everyone for original content. So, so I feel, I feel like Disney, if anyone, is going to put a run for their money because it's just, like, the amount of billions of dollars they've got already invested totally. in that company and then the amount of, like, storytellers and artists they have, like, chained and collared in their basements. But that's, like, like the weird thing, though, too, because <laughs> me and John were talking about this the other week, like, how long is Netflix? Because Netflix takes a loss on a lot of their shows. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Disney won't. They will refuse to do that kind <laughs> of thing. So what if they introduced a model where it's like you pay monthly for this, but then you have to still buy stuff? Oh, yeah. They will. You know, mm -hmm. like the idea of like having a library where it's like your, your you know, membership, you know, your monthly subscription <laughs> gets you access to these certain movies. You know, when a new movie comes out, you <laughs> can buy it that. and it adds it to its <laughs> thing. Right. You know, because like Disney will refuse to not make money. That they've shown that with Star Wars. They've shown that with everything. Like they will run something into the ground until it makes, you know, money. Right. And I think that brings up an interesting point. Like I think Disney is gonna hit the model better than Netflix has when uh Christopher Nolan was talking about this with uh Dunkirk recently. He was talking about how he's been approached by Netflix to put his movies on Netflix and he refuses yeah. because they want to release both theatrically and streaming at the same time. I think Disney will not do that. I think if they're gonna be doing their big movies, they're gonna do theatrical releases. Followed by a, like as soon as they're out of theaters, streaming service for rent or buy. well, and that's like the whole like a lot of when something comes out on digital, you can actually get it two weeks early, right? Versus you know the hard copy to kind of like give you an incentive to buy it digitally. 
and they could just do whatever they so wanted like, with that. Yeah. With between box office and streaming revenue for the same product, they're gonna crush it. Yeah, yeah. Like a Moana got onto Netflix like less than a year. Oh yeah, out. no, it was like, like super it was quick. A couple months. That Zootopia, uh, yeah, Zootopia, they all came out like months. Rogue One now. Oh like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they can combo that. Because they have so many things they could do. If they just offered, like, the movies they're currently offering for, you know, like, five, eight bucks a month kind of thing, I still think they would do just as well. And it's going to be interesting to see how much the other things lose by not having those Disney things. Because Disney is huge. You know, obviously for, you know, people like us, no kids kind of thing, it's easy to say, (laughs) ah, screw it, blah, blah, blah. But families like they rely on being able to like show disney shows to their kids and be able to like you know have that kind of thing and watch stuff that their kids can watch and they can watch you so say- if you have so much of that taken away <laughs> you say that but like I, I remember when i'm on youtube i always go to the family section and there's like if you go to the family section there's like some really cruddy looking like actual 30 minute long cartoons that I've never seen. I've never heard of. I don't even think they're really on network. I think they're made from on YouTube. And they get like 10 million views after like a week. Oh, well, totally. It's oh, yeah. just like nuts. It's like that blew me away. Like how does like garbage like that just like immediately <laughs> because skyrocket. <laughs> well, like, well, it's because think about how many times that those parents are having to watch that video. With their, I just, or their kids, just turn on their tablet and hand it yeah. to the kid and the kid just watches that service, you know? I, I just want to know how the, who decided that this is going to be it. This is going to be the show that's going to be seen like 10 million times in one Yeah, week. yeah. I mean, it's just algorithms for YouTube. Well, it's going to be interesting because I think, you know, right now with Disney's channel going to be doing, uh, you know, bringing back uh, DuckTales. Yeah, right. And apparently the few things. And apparently that got a really the first episode got really good reviews. Yeah, like it's been it's been. I mean, Disney's running the the marketing real hard right now. Like I think there's like at least seven or eight YouTube channels that are being like sponsored by Disney XD, like sponsoring Ducktail advertisements right now. And well, they had a big Comic Con thing too. Like, but like imagine then a streaming service where they can kind of tap into their own original IPs. But how many are there like '90s kids who are gonna go back and watch new remakes of their favorite nostalgia? Eh, with like DuckTales like it has a new animation style and like like and a lot of people gave a lot of push when mm-hmm. they saw that but like one but on the other side Nickelodeon who is reviving like uh, Hey Arnold who is reviving uh, Rocco's Modern Life like, isn't Hey Arnold just a movie uh, I mean it is but like I think that, like didn't they say they're like open to like actually like uh, if it does it well kind of thing though like do it's like well, you know, that's Rock, what a lot of things are doing Rocco's Modern Life is going to be coming back back and it's like it's yeah, like, which it's like one of those things where it looks exactly. They all, yeah, they, those guys yeah, were yeah. exactly like they did in the '90s. Like yeah. they didn't change a, a bit, and people just like freaked. I freaked. Like it's just like, you brought you brought back all the original crews. But then like if Disney keeps doing these things where they're making tweaks and you know like because everything's like kind of the initial gut reaction. Totally, that's yeah. what's gonna make or break a lot of like different things. Like Ducktales, like yeah, I'm I'm sure it is good. I'm sure the new one is solid, but I just don't know. Like, when it's many, weird, it's different voices, too. Like, I think that's a big thing, too. It's a lot of different voices. Everyone sounds different. Like, oh, Scrooge wow. doesn't oh, sound yeah. the same. You know, the, the kids don't sound the same. Like, that's that, for me, was the weirdest thing to get over. I didn't, yeah. the art style, whatever. Like, I understand that, like, art styles change. It's just one of those things, like, sometimes they're the better, sometimes they're the worse, as long as the content is good. Right. But the voices was, like, a weird thing for me that I was like, huh. Well, like, any time they would, like, either in a Batman animated series, whether it was, if it was not Mark Hamill as the Joker, it was always like weird it was just like yeah. eh. even if it was still good it was like there was always that yeah. little bit of like it just doesn't sound the same right nostalgia is such like a double-sided you're, it's either gonna work for you 
and it's going to sell you and it's not going to, there'll be no reason for it. People are just like, I'm buying it because I'm nostalgic for it, right? Or it's going to be, it's going to shoot you in the, the foot because you're just going to be like, oh yeah, nostalgia. And everyone's like, it's not what I wanted. But this it's is, not what I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is so funny about that because you have DuckTales, which is, you know, voice-wise and visually just like different. But then like, like oh, you know what, for movies, like, you know what, we're done trying to do something innovative. We're not going to do any more of these like crazy live action films. We're gonna just going to stick, you know, stick to the books. Let's just do a direct adaptation of like an animated film we did you know years before it's like it's like uh. i mean like tron and stuff like that like those movies weren't doing well I like they were just <laughs> that, <laughs> that aside it's again disney's gonna make money like and if they're not gonna make money they're gonna say screw it i know <laughs> and like it'd be interesting to see if disney finds enough like if they have their own streaming service they were like we literally don't even need cable anymore mm-hmm. and they would cut everything oh. off because then you would have literally that's the only place you could get these shows yeah Oh, yeah. And they would have complete control over that. So many people would go to that. Oh, oh yeah. straight up. You know, especially with Star Wars, especially with the Marvel <laughs> stuff. Let's loop it back. Are you excited about Disney pulling its stuff from other streaming services? I mean, John already expressed. Uh, I'm, full... I'm stoked. I like. I'd, I'm. I in a heartbeat. If they, as long as it was like under fifteen dollars a month, I'd totally get it. Absolutely. No, like hands down. No question. You know, like. Having it all in one place is kind of exciting. Yeah. But I'm also just like, Disney is a terrible company. Like, the things they no, can do for they're money. they're the best, Rowan. <laughs> they're not telling me to do this. This is, a, like, an original thought. Disney, please. Just, <laughs> Disney, please. <laughs> just, like, you know, like, what they will do for, like, ownership of their product and how they – I'm just worried about the price. Yeah, for sure. Oh, like I said, I have, I have my limit. Fifteen dollars more. Yeah. Well, oh. and I think I think it. Yeah, I think it comes down to what they do. Yeah. If if it was just like the stuff that is out now, and then you get you know their movies like a six months to a year later, all in. Even if it was like twenty bucks, sure. Like I'd be in. They release enough stuff with Marvel, Star Wars, and their own movies every year mm-hmm. that I'd be in. If it's like, and then if they have like original content stuff, super in. Right. So, like, for me, I'm like... Because even if it's just the movies, even if we're not introducing, like, TV shows or anything, which I'm assuming they will, but if it was just the movies, like, they have so much stuff. Like, yeah. so much stuff. Uh, I'm also interested is like, I mean, I'll admit I'm slow when it comes to streaming services. I'm like, Netflix, and then, like, I just don't want to else? pay the money to do this. Who's the Hulus? <laughs> the Hulus? Whippersnapper Hulu? What is... Gosh, I just don't know. Can you sign me up with the Hulu? <laughs> But you got the Hulus, you got the Voodoo's. I gotta say, if, if they're gonna be doing original content, I'll definitely be interested. Totally. And I also think that one thing we will see is that I think by becoming a streaming service that requires subscriptions instead of a cable service, I feel like they're gonna have to listen to their audience more. Like Netflix is like petitions and people talking to Netflix has done a lot. Totally. And I think that that the content's gonna shift when the audience granted, you know, a huge amount of their audience is like very young children. Yeah. Right, for a lot of their content. But a lot of the other content is going to li- have to listen to its subscription base. See, I, I think if they find out that it's, you know, this whole streaming service thing is gonna fail, they're just gonna you know, do what they always do, just back out, you know, shut it down, sh- close Disney.com, you know, then just take up take everything off the system. Just go back to square one. Oh, that never happened. Put all that money back into television again. <laughs> and that could be the case. Like if they're if they're that scared of the, the viewer base. But uh, I mean, that won't hurt them. That'd be like what a dent in their yeah. yearly. Uh, so the second thing that I pulled up, which I thought was really interesting, uh, was Despicable Me is now the highest-grossing animated Ugh. series of all time. 
Oh. The, what's the weird this part was, was like, as of like uh, August uh, 9th or something. It's the weird part is I believe that just purely based off the minions, how big they got. Like, well, and that's that's only those three movies. So it's not well, including, it's not including the, minions. the minions movie. No, oh, no, no, no. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. So it's just those three movies. So I looked up. I was interested. I was like, what are the other highest grossing movies of all time? I was very interested by the top five. Shrek mm. is now number two. Okay. The Ice Age series. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Madagascar series. And then the first Disney franchise, which is the Toy Story franchise. Whoa. Then, you've, then you've got Finding Nemo, then Kung Fu Panda, then Cars. Whoa. So hold on. You mean that Cars is like six? Cars is eight. Eight? Yeah. Jeez Louise. And why are they still doing it? Why are they still doing what? Cars. Making money? <laughs> no, it's just like, it's just, I, I'm sorry, but like I expected Cars to be higher up there just for how many times they're making sequels to that damn series. <laughs> like three. I mean. And plus planes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and again, the planes isn't part of it. No, right. It's just the like the actual series itself. I just thought this was interesting because when I looked at that, I was like, Disney's not even there until number four, right? Like, <laughs> DreamWorks has because Disney Me is DreamWorks, right? Mm-hmm. Which one? Right, Disney Me is DreamWorks. No, no, it's no, illuminated. It's, it's illuminated. Yeah, oh, illumination. Yeah, illumination. Yeah, illumination. Yeah. yeah. But like DreamWorks has the top, like three of the top four, and it's like that's always interesting because it was always like well, you've got Pixar, you've got Disney, then like eh, DreamWorks, like blah, blah, blah. Well, they f- like they had the first track. To be blah, fair, blah, blah. the the real crutch of it is series, right? So like, yeah, for sure. Pixar doesn't do a lot of series, <clears> save for Cars <clears> and Toy and Story. And Toy Story. <laughs> Um, yeah, Finding Nemo with two movies is number five. Right, but that's like, a, it's a hardly a series at this point, right? But yes, it falls into the category. So, but like Disney normally is like, ah, yeah, we'll release a single movie and then we'll release this like series, quote unquote, of direct-to-video knockoff. We made this with shoelaces and gum. We hope you like it. <laughs> but like, <laughs> hey, it kind of is a movie. Right, yeah. The characters kind of look. kind of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, DreamWorks... I'm not too surprised because almost all of their franchise they have franchises, right? Oh, As right. animated films, like they that's what they model Each basically. Each one is just is. like gold, and then they just build off of it. Yeah, and like they're actually able to sustain that. Like I'm not surprised Shrek is as high as it is, like. As much as Shrek is a a phenomenal meme at this point, uh, Shrek totally. baby. <laughs> it's well, it's, like it's interesting because each of them, like, and with Despicable Me three, like, still being in theaters, mm-hmm. like they make more and more money each time well like, like I th- well i think it's been because because in my mind i think of uh, what despicable me 2 had the song happy yeah uh, they uh, almost made a billion dollars oh, yeah, and like yeah well, like, despicable like, me 2 almost made like, a billion them, dollars dream uh, dreamworks like they always they always tie themselves with some sort of celebrity right and like yep. disney like they don't they just base it purely on the fact that oh this disney song will become popular and we'll just bank off yeah that. yeah i mean you have like, but, so, like they, they, but like so dreamworks eliminate whatever they have a wider audience to pull from and you're like, oh look, Justin Timberlake's in Trolls, and he's got that tapping, you know, toe tapping good song, uh, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, I also that. think you hit on something important here, which is a relation to pop culture. Disney films don't really connect to pop culture very much, right? Like they make a few jokes, but they try to develop their own culture within the story, and they're really story focused. But mm-hmm. like DreamWorks and uh, you know Illumination, they definitely are referential they, oh, yeah, they especially they, like shrek for shrek sure. like i mean even like just just like, like, me, like it all all the jokes and such are based on now and they also relate to you know the phenomenon that is the meme right like yeah. that fuels their popularity and they only continue to grow with that right mm-hmm. like i think that has a huge element of it that like the minions have now become this sort of like pop culture imagery for children and young audiences well, like, uh, 
I remember there was like a video I watched like a long time ago where these these the uh, girls were talking about the difference between DreamWorks and Disney, which eventually became the similarities between DreamWorks and Disney. Which one they were looking at posters like. You look at Tangled. The first poster for Tangled was the girl, Rapunzel, and the guy. And they were kind of looking at the camera with like a one uh, one eyebrow raised, right? Yeah. Sort of like a Bugs Bunny thing. Mm-hmm. And then like it makes you feel like, ah, oh, they're sneaky. They're like they're they're kind of fun. You can they're fun people. They're not like classy or anything. <laughs> then go guess what? They're frozen. Hey, Elsa's doing the exact same thing. And Moana, I'm pretty sure The Rock is doing it at least. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah. it's like it's like oh, these guys are fun. These guys are sneaky. It's not like some elegant, you know, classic piano playing you know tune that's gonna make me feel sad and boring like halfway through it's like this is gonna be a fun time i'm gonna watch it purely based off this image totally Mm -hmm. well that's like a lot of a lot of the most recent disney films have been purely about like making fun of the tropes of old disney movies right like they have enough like history to pull back where they're literally making fun of themselves especially when you think of like tangled frozen moana a little bit but not as much i was gonna say is like moana i feel like is less making fun of itself and more of uh learning from its mistakes like it's definitely like if you watch that movie beat for beat it's pocahontas mm-hmm. but yep. it learned everything it should not do mm-hmm. from pocahontas and went way better but yeah i think that you're right there it's like they they are becoming self-referential but like i'm still blown away that despicable me is a top yeah like I well, guess it's interesting because, like, I'm getting old, guys. I'm just not caught up with all these weeper snappers. foreigners are funny. That's that's what that's where it comes right, down to. Right, well, like, well, if you look at, like, this is just the highest single films of all time, like the list. Frozen is up there. Despicable Me is number six. Despicable Me two is number six, and Despicable Me three is already number ten. Damn! <laughs> Holy Lord! Boy. Like all time. <laughs> And so that's like, it's two of the top 10 and like that makes perfect sense when you think about like, they still have another movie that can add to that number and all these other ones, like the other ones that are up there are Frozen, Minions. I mean, you have Toy Story and Finding Dory, which add to theirs. Zootopia, Lion King, which those sequels don't count, probably didn't sell anything. And then you've got <laughs> like Finding Nemo. So you've got Finding Dory and Finding Nemo are both up there. And like, that makes sense. Like when you have those and really all the other ones are one-off movies that don't have sequels yet i think they're working on a second frozen right it's like the first time they're gonna do an official sequel that's gonna be like not straight to video is it really yeah like with the exception of the pixar stuff of the pixar stuff like that of their like canon princess storyline some of those sequels are so bad (laughs) 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 return to return to the third one though the third one's good i like the third robin's back it's okay it's super good i like lion king 2 simba's pride that one's not bad either you mean romeo and juliet with um with lions <laughs> Hamlet with lions <laughs> I mean like they did straight so smart I'm just trying to say they did it straight far I mean like they're like you know it worked the first time let's just keep doing this yeah, like what's worked. the next one gonna be Othello like Othello with lions that what the uh, Lion King one and a half vote that was what that one was <laughs> I'm in <laughs> but I mean like the to be fair like, it feels like in the last, you know, decade that it just feels like we're always breaking box offices. Totally. Like, yeah. I just feel like it's Yeah, they consistent. always keep saying every year, oh, it's the worst for box office. Like, no. Like, there's always a movie. The past, like, four years, there's been a movie that breaks some it's kind of huge. monumental record that, like, everyone's like, nah, it's not going to happen. It's like, like it, well, a lot well, of that's just kind of like, oh, they beat the July 13th weekend box office record that well, happens but, every like, 12 years. <laughs> Cause, I, I guess. But, like, Jurassic Park uh, or Lost 
What the fuck is Jurassic it called? World. Jurassic World. I was like, Lost I got World. you, buddy. Jurassic I World. got you. There's two of those words. Right. Um, like that broke whatever, like, you know, opening weekend and then like the same year wasn't it star wars that came out that uh-huh. again broke that same record yeah. like <laughs> six months apart it's just like and they're all on the nostalgia train right like yeah i think that's what's interesting about those two is like if you think of like sequels like things that people can trust kind of thing disney's a name you can trust so you know disney movies will do well and so it's interesting how dreamworks has built through their like couple movies that they have trust like you know you can go to Spickle Me. You know you can go to, like, these certain movies. So they have to serialize a lot of that things because they don't have, like, the clout that Disney has. Of, like, you're going to go see a Disney movie. Like, you just are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, the couple times they have sequels, a lot of times it's like, meh, meh. Well, They're better at making original movies yeah. than they are sequels. I'm, I'm curious if that has a lot to do with the size of those studios because, like, I wonder if, like, DreamWorks and... You know, Illumination are all are smaller studios in Disney. I mean, they gotta be. Oh, totally. But well, like, please. you know, even with DreamWorks, like it seems like they get they get an IP. They stick with that IP for a while while they develop their next IP. You know, whether it's going from Shrek and or like you know How to Train Your Dragon mm-hmm. or so forth. They like build a couple films in, and then while the one series is on hiatus to prepare for the next movie, they pop out the sequel to the other one. That's been working totally. the yeah they're just like kind of like leapfrocking yeah exactly they're just you know going back and forth between the ones they already have that they've mm-hmm. established and then every once in a while they'll release a new one see how it does right and then put that into the rotation and then you know the Dis- disney behemoth just like waits in the background in the darkness and then <laughs> releases its mega yeah. hit <laughs> while owning everything else and doesn't have any creative control well yeah and it's like the oldest movie in the top 10 is the lion king because it goes 1994 then it jumps to 2003 which is finding nemo then shrek Two in two thousand four, and then you have a huge gap. The next one isn't for another six years. Two thousand ten, which is St- Toy Story three. Then you've got the last three years are where all the movies are that are the highest grossing. How was Lion King? Oh, because I guess Lion King's had well, multiple re-releases. Was, yeah. Well, there also wasn't really like much competition in the nineties financially for other studios. Like, because the only other competitor at that time was Don Bluth Studio. Yeah. Uh, don't, it, but do, then they, don't do it. What? Do not talk smack about Don Blue. I'm not talking about right. He's not okay. talking smack. It's just one of those things. Like, when you have Don Blue versus Disney, it's like, of course like, Disney's going to win. Just, like, he just couldn't win out because, like, yeah. what, American Tale 2, like, love that movie. <laughs> yeah. It's so great. Movie. But it came out. <laughs> that movie's not going to sell more than Lion King. You're Beauty and the Beast did. And yeah. so it's like, well, you know, you got fucked. You lost. Sorry, guys. Spielberg definitely backed the wrong train on that one. I'm like, what? They couldn't make billions of dollars with a land before time series? Hey, man. Do you know how many movies? movies yeah. How many movies in that? God, that showed up on my um, Netflix, and I was like, "Should I watch this?" And I was like, "No, I, I mean, shouldn't watch." To this. be honest, like that first movie is great, and yeah. it scared the shit out of me as a child. Yeah. But even as a child watching the sequels, I knew they were shit. Oh, I know, right? right? <laughs> You're like, like, I, I was well, just the like, second one was when they had to take care of the T Rex baby, and you no. like, like, wait a minute, are we not making the T Rex scary anymore? Is that what's happening? I don't understand. He was a pretty big villain in the first one. Seemed unredeemable. <laughs> seemed like a pretty bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up murdered. <laughs> He's a rude murdered dude. mom. Like, come yeah, on. Like, it's just, it's just an interesting list. It's, you know, it's a combination of like you have. Sorry. I, was thinking, I was thinking of like a Bambi sequel where like the son of the hunter like becomes friends with Bambi. He's, like, He's not a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. That's basically that's that's basically Fox and the Hound. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Talking about just, tearjerker. Yeah, jeez. Oh. I'm wondering if you know if in our current market of not trying anything original, um, if we're gonna just see Despicable Me forever. Despicable us. 
<laughs> yeah, it's gonna yeah, it's gonna change. All oh, the little boy. girls are gonna start becoming villains, and so it's gonna be just people us. I just, I mean, I don't see them stopping. Um, the last, the last thing that I have as far as like little news things, I just thought it was funny because it was James Wan talking about Aquaman being like, man. It's really hard to shoot a movie that takes place mostly underwater. <laughs> okay. And there's one of those things like, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Of course it is. They're like, yeah, man, we have to like make all these like visual effects for all the hair and stuff. Yeah, well, Jason Momoa's yeah. fucking Grizzly Adams like hair everywhere. Like, you have to make every little industry. Like, yeah. feel, and he was like talking about like flow. making like how they're like limousine and moving stuff. It's like, yeah, he's Aquaman. He lives underwater and it's not like he lives in a bubble underwater. He can breathe underwater, so he just lives there. Gosh. Yeah, it feels like they just, like, didn't think that one through. <laughs> DC Cinematic Universe. I just don't think we thought that one through. Yeah, I just, I mean, I wish them the best. Like, when I heard they were doing I do, too. I Every mean, time. People get so I, mad at me for being like, nah, you just hate stuff. No, no, no. I want to love this. This is the thing that they should be able to, like, they should be able to make, like, okay movies and me talk about them like they're the best thing ever. But they're not. Yeah. They're making really bad movies that are so bad that I'm just, just like, why? I mean, what are you let's, doing? Let's be honest. Like, when they were picking their lineup for heroes, like, Aquaman was not on my top five. Right? Like... He's a great, uh, he's a great one, but like, let's be honest here, like to the to the uh, to, to the your, average to the average audience, totally. everyone's like, oh yeah, guy can talk to fish, fish? Or that guy. Yeah, yeah let's uh, let's have the whale pods attack, you know, like, yeah. but like people don't really understand his powers, his powers or his uh, his backstory, which is you know his backstory and the world that he comes from is interesting, and yeah. there's a lot of mythology you can build in there, but like, guys, it's it's underwater. Well, just like right. like, you know, the movie Gravity. That was really hard to film. Yeah, right. <laughs> and there was one person in that movie. And they basically didn't have to have backgrounds. Well, <laughs> like, this it's like it's I, I just it's just so silly because like you like everyone already immediately has their solo film planned out mm-hmm. at the at the get go. Everyone had a solo film planned out, and then they're just gonna throw in Justice League just into the mix, just to kind <laughs> at of, some point. Like, you, when it's done, we'll just put it in there. It's like, Come on, and like they they keep backtracking. Like they just don't forget their own timeline of how things played out. Like they have a timeline. Like <laughs> no, that's what's. It's so crazy when like you think about these movies and think about these characters. Like when Suicide Squad came out, me and John were talking about it afterwards. Like wait, so when does this take place? So the Flash is already around because Captain Boomerang was in jail. And we've already had like the Joker has already been established as a villain and Batman's been around. When does this take place? And like all these weird timeline things that don't make any sense. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, superhumans didn't exist before <laughs> Superman. Bitch, you have a crocodile man in prison. Yeah. <laughs> who's in prison? Who has been caught? So he's already been established in this world. Yeah, like crocodile man, a witch woman, a guy yeah. that can set himself on fire. There are <laughs> like right. you blind. <laughs> who are these metahumans? Superman's the first one ever. But it seems like Batman has already been Batman man and captured all these people who obviously have superhuman abilities and he's like blown away by Superman. I mean granted who is, who is Superman's on another scale than these characters but totally. yeah. but the the literal lines make it sound like he is the first yeah. like meta. Exactly yeah they make it seem like he's the only meta human ever to show up and we need to stop him because of that. It's like no I mean but you got all these people in black and I don't understand. I mean also like I, did you hear that they're talking about kind of already rebooting Batman for this series? They've talked about uh, kinda, it. Yeah, they're, like they're talking about pulling Affleck out and having a younger guy come in Uh, and it's just like what are you doing make up your minds (laughs) well I think it's one of those things where like 
you know, you could see worrisome things when it was like, oh, Ben Affleck's going to direct the Batman movie. Oh, no, he's not going to do that anymore. He's just going to write it. Oh, he's not going to do that anymore. Oh, uh, he might not do any more Batman movies after well, like, Batman was, in there. The most and the, ominous thing about Batman, the Batman Justice thing was like, he's like, oh, I'm still going to direct as long as the script's still good. And then, and then like a month like, later, he's gone. <laughs> I'm not going to direct anymore. Too much work. Oh, is that boy. real? <laughs> is that um, good? Is that bad? And like, and like the um, like now the ominous title for the the Flash movie called Flash Rebirth, which is like wait, oh, I no, no, it's it's Flashpoint. Flash yeah, Flashpoint. Yeah, Flash Flash so they're just rebooting the entire. So there's a good exactly. That's, that's exactly what they could do. Yeah. They could just change everyone if they wanted to. So. I they love didn't that they even built established in. their world yet, and they're gonna reboot it potentially. Yeah. Well, and they didn't nice. even establish like anything about. Nice. It's just so well, crazy. You're, 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 you're got, yeah, they're they're gonna make a Captain Marvel slash Shazam film, but they really only want to make it so they can bring in Dwayne the Rock Johnson as Black Adam. Yeah, and then like, but like, but they want to make a Black Adam movie, yeah. which is like, but you didn't, you never established anything about the lore that Shazam brings into the yeah. DC universe. And I thought like, you know, we I I just watched One Woman recently, and there's a moment where talking about the Greek gods. And I thought I saw in this one panel. When they're talking about the Greek gods, oh, this guy gets struck by lightning. He looks like Black Adam. Oh, this is kind of clever. They're tying the Olympic gods back to Shazam and all that, and you know, they're, they're doing something clever. Nope, just Ares. Yep. <laughs> just Ares getting struck in the dick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Letting the DC Cinematic Universe think something beforehand? No, 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 no. That's like, have you seen? Wonder Woman? It's on my list. Okay. I, I was, to be honest, like I didn't have high hopes. And then mm. when I heard that it worked out and it was like a lot of people like that movie, I'm very happy for it. Um, I'm actually really stoked to see it because of that. But like, to be honest, I was after the first few films with the DC universe, totally. I was no. just like, I'm not going to even well, try. And, and the, the best, the best and worst part about the, about Wonder Woman is like, it's the best DC film. The problem is it literally doesn't matter if it happened or not because nothing in that movie changes anything. It is literally a two-hour flashback right no, that's all it is it's an origin story and it's, it's an origin story like kind of but it's an origin story where she doesn't necessarily change because at the beginning like when we see her in mm. justice league she doesn't want to help she doesn't want to be a part of it and like <laughs> we already know that and that's where one of ends like yeah no we already knew that and, like we but get like, it and it's so simple because a lot of people compare it to the cat the first captain america movie which is like in itself a lot of people don't like it i like it but like at least it brought stuff to the universe where it talked about the inf the, the infinity uh the cosmic cube it yeah. talked about uh the sh uh, hydra it talked about uh, when he brought up tony, tony stark's, stark's dad, dad shield the, which tony stark's dad yeah. like helped create vibrate uh the vibranium titanium shield sure. which also like fueled iron man's you know armor well like, and then you and have like hulk that. mentioning you know his captain america how he became someone that being a part of you know yeah what he was trying to do like you know added things like it's like like this meant something to the lore whereas right. Wonder Woman's like yeah these things happened she did this I just I just don't see any of this coming back well I mean like the only thing that is established fair. is that she was born in Amazon yeah. that's it right I mean like to be fair like I feel like DC would have benefited a lot more if they didn't try to follow up with the idea of a connected universe cinema universe right I think if they just did a yeah. DC a standalone DC movies and let the directors do their visual style you know let Snyder be Snyder and well that's a weird thing with like having James Wan be I'm just interested to see what James Wan does with an Aquaman movie sure like what is what about his style are they like give you the fish guy well like there's a like one of the the uh when they started the new 52 in dc uh aquaman is like one what is one of the best tiles they had surprisingly in their yeah, lineup yeah, yeah. because their first story arc involved him fighting these uh undersea sea creatures that did not speak he could not communicate to them but they just looked terrifying just like they looked like angler fish people hmm. and it was so it just became this sort of horror story for him 
as he had to fight these like creatures that were just as strong as he was, but he couldn't communicate with them in the dark. Mm. And so it's just like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm jazzed if that's what uh, James Wan's gonna bring to the film. Like, I think it's gonna be Don't great. Don't worry, John. It's gonna be a worse version of something good. <laughs> it probably will. See, that's, that's what's just such a bummer about it too. It's like when you think about what the DC Cinematic Universe, it's like, man, you're pulling the best stories from DC and you're ruining them yeah. how are you ruining it's them like, oh you know what the first interaction between Batman and Superman it's going to be the, re- the Dark Knight Returns where it's technically supposed to be 50 or 40 years yeah, or 30 years after the they've had this established like friendship and all this stuff and then you take oh hey let's take the Doomsday storyline and put that in that movie too wait what <laughs> so we- and then it's like oh cool let's take these like people know these stories and blah 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 it's like let's ruin them yeah guys let's do it and then that's what's most worrisome about them being like oh flashpoint and it's like one of the more interesting flashpoints like oh no what are you guys gonna do to it how are you gonna ruin it yeah. it's so good <laughs> and it's and it's weird too because that one's like by far the most modern of those storylines mm-hmm. that they're pulling from because what death superman was like mid- oh my 90s? gosh mid 90s yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then dark knight returns was 80s 80s yeah. so and then like flashpoint was what like 10, a decade ago 15 years ago no. yeah. <laughs> But like it's like it's like just so much of that like the new Justice League trailer like I have a friend that's like kind of jazzed about it and like and like you know what the one line that bothers me from that trailer is they're like Superman used to be a beacon of hope like hold it's on like, hold on hold on well here comes back to your timeline wasn't Superman only Superman for like a year like and everyone hated him and yeah. thought he killed a bunch of people <laughs> yeah. and it was only after they fought Doomsday that he was like ah he seems like an okay guy Superman saved us even though like we didn't know what the hell was going on he saved us he saves people you know <laughs> but didn't he do that before nah 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 nah, nah. Didn't no. count. No, 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 no. 75, maybe 50% of the population still hated them. Like, yeah. He destroyed a city, man. He destroyed a city. <laughs> I was like, like, you beacon of hope. Like, give me a break. That man was so bummed out to be Superman. Yeah, like, he hated I even, it. I did not feel excited about Superman when he was on screen because he just looked so bummed. He was already so done. Yeah. <laughs> he was already just so done with Kill it. Me now. <laughs> everyone hated him. He was like, this is stupid. Like, I'm not even doing anything. Every time he was like, oh, that montage where he's like saving people, his look on his face is like, mm, you guys again. <laughs> it's me again. Like, <laughs> Just another day at the office. Can't wait to go home. So, main topic. The original one was summer blockbusters, but Rowan hasn't seen any of them, so. I've been very busy. (laughs) So... We can do this if you want to. It doesn't seem like Rowan is really like this because his Uh, first first item on the list is fuck this. (laughs) Top five movies. Oh, boy. (laughs) Fuck this. (laughs) Is it a fuck this in the sense of like you can't choose or like there's too many like to be able to narrow down i or you don't have like specific ones that to you point stand out i feel like uh for me the issue comes in is that my top five films is very dependent so like it it changes like i'll have like a current top five yeah for sure that's what i was talking with john about today was like for me my first four automatic Mm. like it was just like pop 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 like i knew what that was and then i was like number five i was like hmm and I was like, yeah, it kind of feels like it's a rotating one where it's mm. like, if mm-hmm. something really hits me at that moment, that's, that's that. Cause I know you always, uh, mention like King Arthur. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. John Borman's Excalibur yeah. is definitely always on my list. It's not still not a great movie, <laughs> but the one that's the, that's like the thing, like everyone, everyone who knows me knows that like my love for Jurassic Park is as deep as the day is long kind of thing. <laughs> and for me, it's like, yeah, no, it's not the best movie of all time, even though I'll just argue with everyone that it is the best movie of all time because it's a fun argument to have because <laughs> it's fun to have those kind of arguments. But like Jurassic Park, like when I saw it, like it made me want to be a paleontologist 
right. for like most of my life until I was like in high school and all these different things. Like, and it's just something that I can rewatch over and over and mm-hmm. over again. And it's always been for whatever reason, the first movie of like a new media mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I buy. Like it was the first DVD I owned. It was the first Blu-ray I owned. It was like the first movie of a digital like that I owned. It was just like this weird, like it always happens to be that. It's going to be the first movie you downloaded to your brain. Too. Yeah, totally. I mean, if I could just always watch it, just be like, like, just close my eyes and just watch it. Yeah, sure. Totally. Yeah. I still have the soundtrack on cassette tape, which is a super funny story from Rowan shoot that someone just had one with them and was like, do you want this? And I was like, oh my God. I have a tape player in my car. I can listen to this. Is that a brand new cassette tape with the Jurassic Park soundtrack? Basically. <laughs> well, you you even raised an eyebrow when uh, in my top five, uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, that one I thought was super strange. And I, top like, five, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That's one of his top five movies. Like, I, I okay, think can, can we actually like get the list? My, my list? Yeah, say uh, it. Top, like, immediately, the first one's always Who Friend Roger Rabbit. Second one is uh, Wreck-It Ralph, Batman, 1989, Tim Burton's. Uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall, and I believe the fifth one is. You wrote Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Ah, uh, okay, okay. But uh, okay, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. Isn't that isn't that crazy? Like when I when I was looking at those set of movies, like I get it. I get like I'm not a. I like Who Framed Roger <laughs> at it. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I get why John likes it. And I was like Unbreakable. Yeah, I get it. Rick Ralph. I love that movie. That's a great movie. I would almost put it. I'd put it in like a top ten probably. Uh-huh. But then I was like, and then I was like Batman. Yeah, of course. Nathan, Nathan. And then I was like. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I, I I love it because I I'm I'm actually like a big old softie for movies set in Hawaii. Just because like sure. like that um, the Descendants uh, like Elvis movies like like Lilo and Stitch. They it's just it's just a world that I just don't know. Like a Hawaii <laughs> like like living like it's like I just don't like I just don't understand. It's just one of those like place those settings that I see on film and I'm like I can never imagine living here like in a, a place like that. Just like living, just like the way of life seems so different. Like, like, and like, forgetting Marshall is so isolated on this, like, in this hotel in Hawaii. And then, like, the whole story is like really, like, not just him just trying to get a new girl, it's him, like, just trying to figure out his life and realizing, like, his own creativity was stumped Mm -hmm. by this relationship. And you know, he because he only he really wants to make that Dracula puppet musical, (laughs) and like, which is like completely out of nowhere, but it's like, it makes it like, you know, everyone's everyone's got that weird thing thing that they always wanted to do, and like, he does it at the end. It's like, man, that just gets me every single time when he starts doing the Dracula song I was just I was just surprised because like although Rowan only wrote two things it's like Blade Runner Children of Men yeah I get it I, yeah I, so I definitely it. my list is uh, Blade Runner I just as sci-fi films go I love that movie I almost love almost every edit I'm so it. excited for the new one <sighs> You know, I was so so against it when I first heard it was. But just like happen. as you read about and it, and then I saw the trailer and I saw who was directing it, and I was like, "You got me." Even you the guy who's doing the bitch, music, you got like, me. Oh, God, they they're hitting all the things on the head, and I'm if if, if it's bad, oh boy, hell will have no fury in his eyebrow. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, so Blade Runner, Children of Men. Oh, okay, I'm starting off a real happy list here. Existential fears. Yeah, well, of that's humanity. like that's when I look at like you know all these like these other lists where it's like it's just funny. Like, and then forgetting Sarah Marshall seems like the most spe- <laughs> like specifically different out of the bunch. Mm-hmm. I have a pretty lighthearted list. Like, yeah, probably not Unbreakable. But, but <laughs> it's one of but like Unbreakable. I get it. You know, it's what's his oh my God? What's his name? M Night Shyamalan. M Night Shyamalan. I like his peak. Probably his. I what I would argue obviously is for you his best movie yes. and really like the best version of like a twist where it just it does change everything you're watching 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, re- and not in a way that's like, wah, wah, it was the it was the future the whole time. You know, it doesn't like it actually right. changes stuff. And like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, like as far as such a good movie. On a technical standpoint, on a technical, like, yeah, well, what, well, what they were doing, all the acting, stuff they did, like, all the like hostile. props they had to make uh. to make them interact with like the you know cartoon it's animals nuts. stuff like that. Wreck It Ralph for me, like I get it, like God, I love that movie. <laughs> Movie's incredible. That movie. It's incredible. And like Batman, yeah, I love Batman. I love all that stuff. Like Michael Keaton, you've got uh, Jack Nicholson, like Tim Burton. <laughs> Right in his back. best one, where he's like contained because I have a Tim Burton movie on mine, but it's completely different Tim yeah. Burton. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. But then, like for Gangster Marsh, it's like <laughs> what? <laughs> it just touches me in a place that no one else can understand. <laughs> I guess it, it definitely I is something that I don't I, understand. I, I, that is on that list of movies. That is the one I can watch on loop without a single problem. Absolutely. Well, I feel like wow. I have a lot of movies like that that would never be in my top ten, though. Sure. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, that's where I struggled with my top five was figuring out with the films that I love versus the films that are like my top five. Like, uh, you know, as a kid, the original Star Wars trilogy and Indiana Jones. And I would like, say those are one movie too. And like, if you're sure. making a list, like, like those, those, are all one. those two like were almost on my list because I loved them and I watched them to death as a kid and they have had a huge impact on my like love for films, but I wouldn't put them on my top five. It's like hook for me. Yeah, buddy. Oh, it's for, right there. For apparently, my grand, whatever my grandma would babysit me when I was a kid, I would just make her watch Hook on repeat over and over and over. And I love Hook. When you watch the first 40 minutes of Hook, it's a terrible movie. Mm-hmm. But like that second half, and then there's like that little gap near the end that's really bad. That movie is incredible. But like Top Down, hell no. no. And right. I can still watch that movie. It's harder to watch yes. <laughs> as you get older. But um, I would also add Pan's Labyrinth to my uh, top I've five. I've never seen that movie. Really? I wow. love that movie. Yeah, I, I need to watch it. It's it's, yeah, it's so it's good. Awful. I mean, it's it's going to upset you in a few ways. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just there's some violent moments in that yeah. movie that are just going to make you maybe hate it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That'll be interesting. I have to cut out all animations from my list because if I put animations on my list, I'm going to be here forever. Come on, man. That was tough for me, too, because like one of the ones when I was a kid, another one that I'd watch and repeat, and I still think is a really good movie is Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Disney, Robin Hood, like the animated one. Like I loved that. That was just like a VHS tape that I yeah that I just ran to death like yeah exactly I love that movie I'm like my it's so slow like the second half it's so slow it's so slow the intro's so good Disney so good Christy and I based our like our wedding and our relationship based off that movie but like god there's like there's some moments where like he's just hanging out with Maid Marian that like it's like okay this is cute and romantic but just slows down like even Aladdin does that to me too I love Aladdin but like there's just some moments where I just get like they're, it's all about I, the, I, the I, songs I for me, man. I love those songs. I love all those songs. songs. I sing along with them. Like, movie's great. Uh, it just like they, it just has those like few get moments of like. The only part that I think is the like, slowest is when he's is the when he finds Genie and when he finally gets back to Agrabah. That's like the slowest part where they have that oh, yeah. scene underneath. You still have good songs in there, but it's still like, let's break it up. We know where he's going. Like, not my top, not my top five list. If you got gaps, and they're yeah, and those aren't those aren't in mine. So let's see here. We got Blade Runner. We had Children of Man, uh, Pan's Labyrinth, John Borman's Excalibur. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know why my father decided to introduce that to me as a four-year-old. Hey, that was like my grandma letting me watch Jurassic Park when I was two. And <laughs> like when I was two. <laughs> the, the, the violence and what, a, you know, sex and violence in that movie. But uh, that's what made me want to be a filmmaker. So that sex and violence. That's what made Rowan yeah. want to become a filmmaker. I just want to see some good old So, you know, <laughs> you know, like HBO, if you're listening i can take care of some of your episodes for season eight of game of thrones i got you covered it's, it's so hard because like yeah. i think the fall oh the who's the director of that 
Um, I mean, he went on to do some terrible movies afterwards. Yes, he did. The Immortals and uh, yeah, Ooh. but oh, like, he, oh, he did that Snow White film. Yeah, he did a Snow oh, White one. Oh God! <laughs> but like, the uh, the Fall is one of the best beautiful visual films and it's you know like it's about a girl and a guy in the hospital and this guy starts telling this girl a story it's very big fish in mm-hmm. style um and the rest of it is it took the guy 10 years to film this movie with his cast because they shot it all over the world and he's like br- there's no cgi sets it's all real locations and it's breathtaking i also would have to say uh there will be blood has to be on that list but Did you watch the um, Nerd Rider thing? Oh, yes. I thought that was really interesting. Just the average. The thing that blew me away was the average uh, take time was like 14 seconds. Yeah. Throughout the whole movie. It's like, oh, man. That's intense. That's super intense. I and didn't just, realize that until he told right? me that I heard that, and it makes so much sense. And it's one of those things where people are like, oh, 14 seconds is a long time. No, 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 no. 14 seconds is a huge amount of time. Uh, especially <laughs> in our modern era of yeah, cinema. Exactly. Like, like, I, like if you, I, I would be interested to see like you know him do like a Marvel movie and do the same thing. Like how what's the average length of a shot in a Marvel movie? Just to like be able to compare like it. Two seconds. I bet. Like it's probably even more than that if you think about the action scenes. Yeah. Because that was an average of the whole thing. Yeah. And like he was like the shortest scene was like five seconds with three cuts. Yeah. And that was like a thing where something blew up and like so there was like three cuts. And it's just like that's super it was super interesting to me. And that was also like the turning point in the film too. So it's like totally. it's, yeah, exactly. it made sense for its change. I just want to do a shout out to Nerd Redder because that is an amazing channel. Oh yeah. Like, totally. to anyone so, who loves it's so good. Um for me. Uh I mean Jurassic Park is always the big one yes. for me. Because it's just one of those things. Um The Prestige. I love that movie. I think that's for me, that's Nolan's best film. It's the best, like, Nolan story. Yeah. Messing with time, messing with, like, quintessential jumping Nolan from story, place to yeah. place, like, moving around. I think that's the best. And I, I mean, just... I think that one does beat out Inception, but those two are pretty close for me. Totally. Yeah. yeah. One, I just... I think I think the thing with that, too, like, for me, I'm not as much of a sci-fi guy as sure. I am, like, a fantasy. And it's much more kind of almost fantasy because it's, like, the, you know, um, industrial revolution time. You've got mm. some interesting, like, more magical kind of things versus, like interstellar with them going into right. space like this big space opera kind of thing so it's always kind of more for me hot fuzz uh, <laughs> one of the best like action movies and one of the best like comedy movies yeah. of oh, all time Solid. it's underrated like, underrated Und- uh, no edgar wright is underrated but that movie of edgar wright's is underrated uh, I, think I think people sh- think uh, shot of the dead is way better and that is just no, that, not they're true wrong. they are wrong it's <laughs> just not Shaun true that's like great don't get me yeah. wrong but hot fuzz is just like yeah. so much better it's one of those things where it's like Shaun of the dead is one of those movies when you look at um like guy Ritchie's a good example like his first two movies he had like a short and then he had lock stock and then he had um snatch snatch they're all the and same it's movie. all the same movie and each one was a better version of it <laughs> yeah. it was like Shaun of the dead was like a good version of like his comedy and it was like um what was uh Space. spaced yeah exactly it was like the next evolution of that and hot fuzz was just like that next hit where it was like all right you figured it out you know exactly what you're doing now. There's no issues with this movie anymore. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what I didn't feel about World's End. World's End felt like it was a funny movie, but it just didn't change. Yeah. It didn't have that growth where you have from Charlie Dead to Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz to World's End was like, all right, this is good. It's another like story. You've got some really funny moments in it, but like Hot Fuzz is just so consistent and so good all the time. I, I would have to say that going back to World's End, I, I definitely Hot Fuzz is my favorite, but I definitely brushed off World's End faster than I should have because there totally. was some oh, yeah, amazing. It gets, it gets better, it gets better every, every viewing. Every yeah, that's time. what we've had that discussion a lot of times. Where the first time we saw it, we were like, <sighs> well, just because like the, the, all the characters were likable. 
in at World's End. And whereas Hot Fuzz, like, yeah, Danny, you love him. Like, uh, yeah, uh, Officer Angel, like, you love him. Like, even the villain characters, you think they're hilarious. Like, they're hilarious. Yeah, they're hilarious. Because they're, yeah, yeah. they're, they're so, like, out there. They're so, they're, they are characters. Whereas like. the first character you mean in World's End is a dick. Yeah. And he stays a dick. And yeah, and less, yeah you just hate him the, the whole time. And yeah, so it's like, you always, and like, even like his friends, you kind of, see a little eh I'm not really too fond of these guys either so if they go they yeah, go yeah and they all like die in weird ways and it's like oh that's kind of the, the structure that that has and the, the, the build up and like punchline oh, totally. of jokes well, and that's is like the so thing. Well, and that's like the weird thing it just weird. felt so slow at the beginning yeah. whereas like near the end when they're having the argument with like the bean uh-huh. where they're like no we're just drunk people and all this stuff he's like fine you can have it we don't even want it anymore like that is so good because yeah. you've watched this whole thing but like Hot Fuzz like immediately yeah Immediately is perfect. Well, like talk about just like, all the jokes with like, <laughs> like I, I like because uh, Hot Fuzz and Scott Pilgrim are both like, yeah, like those are Edgar Wright's. Like totally. those are his films. Like those oh, are like yeah, you will buddy. look at this. Those are Edgar Wright films. I was surprised that Scott Pilgrim wasn't in that list. I think it's honestly because Fuzz. I forgot about it. I, oh. Hot Fuzz, like when I. That's what I was thinking too when I saw that list. I was like, where, what's weird Scott though? Pilgrim? So, so I saw Hot Fuzz before I ever saw Scott Pilgrim. Well, yeah. And for me, like, like when I think, and and I like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> But I, I, I didn't see it in theaters or anything. I saw it after the fact. Mm-hmm. And that was the same with Scott Pilgrim. I didn't see that in oh, theaters. Oh, you didn't see Hot Fuzz in theaters? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Oh. I didn't even see any of these movies in theaters until we saw Scott Pilgrim again in theaters when we went to Comic-Con. Um, so for me, I had watched them after the fact. And I was like, why is no one telling me about these movies? <laughs> and so Hot Fuzz was like the first the first movie I had watched by Edgar Wright. Good for you. Mm. <laughs> like that was the first one I had watched by him. I had heard about Shaun of the Dead and I was like, nah, it's a zombie movie. I don't really care. Um, people are talking about how good it is, but that has never <laughs> made me watch a movie. If <laughs> you know there, me, there, there are people that like hook and like forget about the beginning. And yeah. Those are those kind of people. <laughs> so like for me, that was like the first like introduction. It was like, that's always the, the Edgar Wright movie that comes to my mind. I would honestly say that, like, if I had to remake this list that I just made, like, a day ago, I would probably put <laughs> Scott Pilgrim on there instead of Hot Fuzz, but I still think, like, on a grand, like, on a grand appeal level, Hot Fuzz is better. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, I think Scott Fuzz. Pilgrim speaks way more to me, and I think Hot Fuzz should speak more to more people, but just people don't know about it, and it's, it's a goddamn crime, because that movie's so good, <laughs> so and people good. who think Shaun of the Dead is better are wrong. It should feel bad. They should. They do. They, I hope they do. I don't think they do. I don't think they know. We'll make them. Um, fourth movie on this list is Big Fish. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, this is perfect Tim Burton in my mind. Everything about this movie is, like, his weird way of storytelling and his weird visual style, but not sin, uh, Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> like, it's not that. And honestly, like... I know that John hates me for this. It's a little too much in Batman. Mm-hmm. The style's a little uh, too much for like, me. I mean, yeah, I get that. It's like it was like it's a little first, too much. It was a second feature length film. Totally. Like, what do you expect from But like, God, that movie, man. And, and there's obviously like my dad passing away, getting cancer, and all these other things. Like this, like story of like your father and where you came from is a huge part about it. Sure. For me. Mm-hmm. Like that's a huge and that story, man, just makes me cry every time. Oh, it's <laughs> just when like the son starts telling the story at the end, it's like, oh man, I just I love that movie and like the music and just all the characters and all the, like the weird. I think what's cool about it is it's a really weird and cool way of how stories get told mm-hmm. and like how fiction has kind of come about. Like the son has all these stories that you know his dad told throughout his life and all these weird about these crazy people he met at the end you meet all these people who they really are and it's like oh it's like mostly right and you mm-hmm. just think about like mythology and you think about storytelling it's just an interesting like idea of like he made all these fantastical characters but they were real right so it's just like a cool like watching this whole movie seeing all these stories and then seeing these people at the end like oh 
all right like no, and good, just like the idea of like a solid payoff it's a really yeah like a larger payoff. than life story and that's exactly like what the whole thing is about so that always really gets me and i would say mostly my fifth spot is for like a rotating one but then i was thinking about today i was like lord of the rings oh that's an easy come yeah, on yeah, come yeah. on like that trilogy oh man, man it I might could, be on my list too right like that's for I, me being a huge fantasy fan pff, perfect I watched those to death. Like yeah. I, I mean, I went. I skipped school with my parents every year <laughs> they came out. Saw them in theaters, and then I we would watch each movie like once a week for like all through high school up into like college, and then eventually I like I petered off. But like, and then the and then the Hobbit movies came out, and they they killed him. They killed him. They killed him. <laughs> We'll have this conversation. That one, that one, time. Was, that one was such a slow. That, <laughs> that'll be a themed video. <laughs> that'll, that'll, be a, that'll be a podcast all to itself. It was just such a slow death for that too. But yeah, like uh, Lord of the Rings, man. That what's crazy too is until like the last like two years, I hadn't even seen the extended versions. Oh, what? Yeah. No, that's that sounds about fine. Like no. Yeah. Get for, out. For how many times I've wait, watched? Wait, wait, what you just the say? extended versions? You know, wait, how, how long did until like a year or two ago. Oh, shut up! No. Yeah. I thought you meant something else. Never mind. No, 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 no. So and then I watched, I watched the, I watched the first one, and I was like, oh my god, how did these movies get better? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. it like it it blew me away because people were like, oh, the extended cuts, it adds all this time. I'm like, nah, these movies are great. Ooh, and then there was one of those things where I was like. Oh my god, is that incredible? <laughs> so it's just, it's funny because like they, and it was cool because it was like when I watched them, I had like you know several years of them. Then I got to watch them again, yeah, in like a new way, and they were better. And it was like, this is the best. This series is so good. <laughs> this is a director's cut. The thing about like top five that's always interesting to me and my personal experience with the top five is that I feel like it's so based on where I am in my life at the moment. Yeah. And I feel like every movie has its like influences on me. So it's interesting. Like, cause now anyone who's listening has realized that our top five list has just turned into, I love this movie. But like, you know, if you ask me this question in six months, I'll probably have a different answer totally. to you. Well, and it's weird when movies like for me, like the, the easy examples, like Jurassic Park has, ascended past a list when i think about like current movies and stuff like that it's like it's like easy it's like oh it's always up there like it's always going to be there kind of thing like because it's super influential to me and what i like about movies and like certain movies and stuff like that and same with like lord of the rings like everything i love about like fantasy storytelling all that kind of stuff it's always gonna be there no matter what Mm -hmm. and so it's like and there's other movies that like based on time could be different like hot fuzz like those movies could change based on like other movies that i see like the ones that are kind of near the end of it so it's just interesting how there are some that transcend a list where it's like no i don't think jurassic park is the best movie of all time it for me is like and it always will be because there's there's too much associated with it for it not to be right (laughs) these lists are subjective like yeah yeah like i I like bringing back to edgar wright he i think that's like an annual list i know he recently showed like a list of his top like hundred or a thousand movies I remember, but like it's just like, but like, it, like he he wrote, writes it down, he put it up on Twitter or something like that, and like on the side notes he goes top movies like ever this year, <laughs> like or for me right now, yeah, like, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he's just like no, these like this, yeah, these are just the movies that he loves that influenced him that like really personally, and like yeah, he's like he's like no particular order, boom, like these yeah. this is the list, like because I was watching the Nice Guys again the other day, oh, yeah. God, it's a great movie, so solid good. movie. Have you seen the Nice Guys? 
No. Oh man, you would love it. It's one of those like it comes out left field. It totally does. It totally does. Like me and John. Oh wait, no. Yes, sorry. I was expecting Ryan Gosling and and Russell Crowe. Yes, that movie is fantastic. It's so good. For some reason, I was going back to an Adam Sandler buddy comedy (laughs) in my brain. Nice guys. (laughs) But like, but no, Nice Guys was fantastic. I just like rewatched it. I was like, man, I totally forgot about this. It's so good. It's so good. I cried in the theater. I was laughing so hard when I watched it. It's so funny. Just like (laughs) the moment when you. Ryan Gosling's like, I think I'm invincible. <laughs> like, it's so <laughs> that, great. That joke, that just, joke just became so good. <laughs> yeah, because then he just like does whatever he wants at that point and it becomes hilarious. Like, it's so, like, and that for me, like, probably the past couple years, definitely a top five movie for I mean, me. Because that movie's so good and it came out of nowhere. That movie, like, I remember before that came out, I went back and I watched Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which mm-hmm. is an excellent movie. But I think that nice guy's just like, took the kiss kiss bang bang formula that he worked with that pulpy fiction action and just like blew it up like he just came back to his roots and it it was awesome yeah and i think it deserves way more recognition than it got (laughs) yeah it was weird it was one of those like i remember seeing all this stuff up to it i was like that seems like a weird movie but like i like ryan gosling and like it looked fine Mm -hmm. i remember like going to the theater and being like oh man this is awesome and like russell crowe is kind of like a weird guy and like (laughs) <laughs> he's become like a really weird person as he's gotten older. Like for me, I always think of Gladiator whenever I think of him. And it's like he hasn't made anything near that good in a long time. But then this movie came out, and I was like, oh shit, this is gold. Yeah, yeah. Just like going back to the Edgar Wright thing about you know that that list. Yeah, it's interesting because I'd be curious if you take any one individual, especially if you don't take a film buff, right? If you don't take someone, someone who like, doesn't watch movies all the time, like you know, someone who's not as like ingrained in it as the three of us are then I wonder what defines that list, right? Because yeah. like for me, it's a lot of my personal experiences, how those stories are told, totally. and like the way in which the the film is made is really important to me. But take someone who doesn't give a fucking shit about that stuff, I'd be really curious of what their lists are and why. And I think it does have a lot to do with the moment in life when where you watched it and then how it affected you in that, that time. Well, I think it's... I was just thinking about like Lord of the Rings and I was thinking about like for me that movie the more I watched it I wanted to learn more about it and the more I learned about it it even just invested me even more into that like when we went to that panel at Comic-Con where they were literally all they were talking about was like just the design Mm -hmm. and how they were like the you know the dwarves are going to be square the elves are going to be they're not going to really have hard lines and like the humans are going to be kind of like an in-between and they're going to have some rigid some like soft lines and it was just really interesting where it's like that all comes across and it's all like subconscious and like the more I learn about it, it's like, man, this movie is great, perfect because they thought about everything. Right. And like it's so like it's interesting, like Scott Pilgrim's on and Hot Fuzz, like movies that I like looked into and like all these different things, like Jurassic Park, like all the stuff they had to do to make the visual effects and like create all this stuff. And they had, you know, people come in as, you know, dinosaur experts talking about how like how they would move with the knowledge they had then. Obviously, some of that stuff is a little bit different now. But just like the care, even though you don't think it comes across it does mm-hmm. like those great movies always have that care there's not a movie out there that was like man this is the best movie of all time that was like it was an accident i don't even know what happened like you know like but yeah i think that's i think that's a good i think it's a good place to end on it just talking about like yeah the lists aren't always the same and they change and i think there's you know when you make those initial 
top tens. It's like, yeah, these are the movies that are obviously going to be the ones. And I think those can change based on where you are. And for sure, movies can affect you in different ways. So I think that's what's always really cool about them is that those lists are never unchanging. As long as you see movies, which you should go watch movies because movies are awesome. Yeah. Uh, if I actually have time, I'll, I'll actually go see yeah, some Rowan, more You should go see some movies. <laughs> I mean, sorry, I've been on set this whole uh, That seems like a fake, <laughs> fake excuse. <laughs> I'll, I'll work on that. Hey, so Wonder Woman's out for months now. I know, I know. I'm working on it. Yeah, we, he finally saw it. I'm working on it. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Was it recording? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>